Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people and my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, for this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where tonight we're going to be talking some NWA from July the 11th of 1987, Saturday night on TBS. I'm sitting here with Doc, and we as a shoot don't know where Harper is. We can't figure out if he's running late or not, but we're literally starting about 25 minutes past our normal time, and Harper hasn't told us where he's at. So that's that, if you're wondering why he's not here yet. Uh... Uh, we can't get in touch with him, and Doc and I have a hard stop in a in about an hour and a half. So there's that. But uh, Doc, what's going on, man? How you doing? NBA hard tip-off s- night. Oh yeah, hard stop. That's some of that business lingo that we throw around at the at the shoot job all the time, right? I got a hey, hard man, stop brother. on those. Come I got on. a hard stop at the top of the hour, pal. We got to go ahead and get started. <laughs> Everybody with a hard <laughs> stop is so full of bullshit. It's just another. Uh, spot monkey fest to get to. I tell people that just so I can get back there and tell you what happened in the meeting, what intel I collected on some people that you you want me to. <laughs> Menace, I got to tell the people, Menace is always asking me to step in and sabotage innocent people's careers and no, shit. No, I don't do that. I would never do such a thing. Um, how you doing, Doc? You all right, though? Oh, man, I, I'm I'm blessed and I'm, I am ready to be a blessing tonight, guys. I, I am feeling good. Basketball season started. The liberal racist, it's my favorite It's my favorite time of the year. I love the NBA. Love to see all okay. those good, young, strong black men out there just flexing their muscles and playing <laughs> some basketball. <laughs> I love the NBA, dude. It is my Overall, it is my favorite league. I like the Cowboys and the NFL. Uh, I like the Cowboys more, but the NBA is my favorite league. Like I can just watch a game. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He he's not lying. He he's a he's an NBA junkie. He will uh even if his team isn't having a good year, he will watch all eighty plus games like it's nothing. Oh hell yeah! I can't wait. Except for we were talking, man. The Mavs tip off at nine thirty tonight. That's getting rough for Doc. Doc, get, with the with the combination of the amount of booze I drink and getting older, man, I'm it's hard to stay up that late. You know, only th- yeah, I, I I hear that. But All I got right, my well, fanta- I, well, I got my fantasy basketball team pulled up in front of me. I'm ready to keep track of stats while we do this. We got some wrestling. I can pick up the slack with that Harper, no problem. I got that covered. Um, what's what's how I, since Harper's not here, I'll ask you, Michael. How are you doing? I'm good. I want to give a special shout out to the largest patron contributors we have monthly, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie and 
at K underscore row 86. No weird news Craigslist ad of the week this week. I have uh, been sc- like scouring for them or, or scrounging or whatever the fucking word is for them lately. And um, it's just a... Uh, they're kind of similar, so I figured I'd put those on a back burner. Although I, I found a nice meme that I, uh, that I ran across. Uh, uh, <laughs> we just got a text from Harper. I had to reinstall Skype, so let's keep it rolling. As soon as I see him green, I'll call him. Uh, but uh, had to, had to. Uh, uh, what was I saying? Uh, g- given the weird news of the week, a break. Let me just say that uh, real quick before as Harper is getting signed on. Uh, go to our new Facebook group. Just search "Book in the Territory." podcast dash the unprofessional wrestling podcast and join answer the questions to let us know you are a listener and then a reminder please retweet and share the show on social media whenever you see me post it whether it's twitter or facebook that really does help the show grow organically you know how they say it in a business right doc how are we going to grow if the people don't know (laughs) yeah what's up so help us grow it organically and uh while we're waiting on hopper shout out to uh, some Hall of Fame patrons, well, or one of them who moved over to Patreon uh, this week, Mike Childry, Slider91 US. Uh, Mike, please remind me if it's time for you to get your another shirt shipped. Uh, with the move to Patreon a few months ago, tracking the shirts uh, has been a bit of a challenge between the two systems. Uh, so that's that. But Do you want some help on that business lingo? In order to achieve 3 to 5% top-line growth, we need to increase revenues, you know, something like that. No, no, I, I actually just need. You don't get in those meetings, do you? I get in them, but um, they're the worst. The Hall of Hall of Fame patrons. If I owe you a T-shirt, please email me, bookingtheterritory at gmail dot com, and we will get it out to you. Uh, And also, shout out to Bobby Murray. Welcome to Patreon. Aaron Davidson. Welcome to Patreon. And Joey. Hopefully, I'm saying this right. uh, Mobile. Welcome to Patreon as well. Thanks for making the move. And if you're not a patron, become one. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT. Great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. Really, you get all the patron-only content, the world-class shows, and the extra shows that we put up each and every week that are out there. Broad Logic shows are the most popular, though, Doc. I got another top five as soon as we finish the, the sitcoms that I talked Mike into. It's a, it's a good one. <laughs> what is it? What is it? <laughs> um, this ought to get all, all the patrons. This ought to get everybody signed up. The top five hottest guys. So we're not homosexual, even though there's nothing wrong if we were. But what are the th- five most handsome or hottest or best looking guys? And since he's not here to defend himself, we want to see what Harper. Harper, we think Harper's going to make out with one or two of them, at least in in the countdown, right? <laughs> he's got no shame. Let me call him. He just turned green. Uh, let's get let's get Harper on the line. Harper, uh, sorry about Skype again. Uh, that new Skype's a bitch, ain't it, Harper? Yeah, fuck this shit, bro. <laughs> Fucking Coming Skype. In. Is there is there like is there an alternative to fucking Skype? <laughs> yeah, it was called episodes one through thirty of this show. What the fuck? It's like, is there like a Daily Motion version of, of fucking Skype? Yeah, it's sponsored by World Star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we there are other platforms, but they're garbage. They, they all got their hang up. Man, I've done some research. I've actually even had people reach out to me, but for the time being, 
We just got to deal with Skype. And, I, and to be honest with you, it's the problem is they this update they did last month is just stupid. Why they got to fuck with shit? They, they well, they messed up all kind of features. There's stuff you can't do in the new one that you could do in the old one. It's just fucking dumb, bro. Just really, really dumb. But all right, let's let's get the Harper. We already got the shout outs out the way. We got the Patreon oh, plug God. out the way. All all that's we got dumb. a burning question though, Harper. Uh, is there anybody in Hollywood that you uh, a dude that you would like make out with? Probably like Bradley Cooper. I've always okay. thought he was. Yeah, the fact that well, that's gonna one. be we. That's gonna be an upcoming top five that we do for the patrons. His top five hottest guys. All right, I've always See, liked Bradley Cooper. Like Mike the did, team and in the Hangover. Mike didn't want to do it. He was like, "Nah, man, we can't do that. We can't All do right, that, man." Brother, you know how homophobic black people are. Though. I know how they are. They're like, bro, they don't got black gay people, bro. I can't be doing this, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay oh boy Can, um <laughs> so hey uh just here's here's your little lead in for your plug um it's almost christmas time pal it is almost christmas time we're gonna start seeing that the decorations in the store we got an amazon link don't we yeah yeah fuck the stores just go to amazon tinyurl.com slash btt amazon shop there buy your broads all their christmas gifts there buy your side pieces their christmas gifts there uh so yeah use that tinyurl.com slash btt amazon you bought you bought death of the territories right you finished that yet i didn't finish it yet i'm about halfway through hey man let me spoil the ending for you (laughs) (laughs) vince vince wins (laughs) that's what i've always wondered like if you watch a movie about the Civil War, it's like, hey, you want to know who wins? <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Here's the death of the territories. Vince took advantage of a bunch of old men that didn't know what they were doing anymore. The end. That's yeah, really the nuts and bolts by. of it, too. Yeah. You know what right. I feel like doing? What? I feel like going to Sears to fill out a fucking job application. You think they'll take it? <laughs> it might make you a manager. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Kmart and be like, bro, y'all got any fucking applications? <laughs> Go to that one by your house that's literally yeah. falling to pieces that we talked about a while back. <laughs> God, that Kmart, this stuff in there looks like it's been there, been in there since 1991. Yeah, no. Huh? It's that like the Smoky Mountain, like the Smoky Mountain section of the store where you can buy. <laughs> Doc, I don't think ago. you realize it, man. I should have taken video when I was in that store when I was down there for WrestleMania. I, I was like, I called Harper right away. I was like, "Bruh, this store looks like it's it's still stuck in 1988." It's called the retro distressed look. Bullshit. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's let's go to some. <laughs> Let, let's 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 go to some uh, NWA now. Again, it's July eleventh, nineteen eighty seven. Uh, sponsored by you, the patron, as always. Again, tinyurl.com slash patreon btt. The um the show opens uh 
it's the horsemen coming to the ring at the Omni in Atlanta for war games. And then it's Tony, David, they're on the mic. And uh, something that's great, Tony says at the top of the show that he has been in wrestling for only four years at this point. Which I'm like, damn, man, you're on this national platform. You've only been there for four, only been in wrestling for four years, which is a pretty amazing if you think about it. Uh, Crockett Jr. also announces that July 31st that War Games 2 will take place. Doc, did you have anything else from the opening? I just like how they're coming down the aisle looking at that cage, like, man, fuck this. Yeah. Now, you got to admit, too, I mean, Harper, you said it a while back. That double cage was pretty damn daunting when we were kids yeah look at that fucking thing they're building a cage in atlanta (laughs) it's forged from steel it's pretty fence we went down to sears roebuck and got some (laughs) fencing we went to home depot and got some mexicans to put it up okay (laughs) god all right so anything else hopper from the opening that's what happened to Lasertron. Oh, no. <laughs> He's over there on ring crew now. <laughs> That's nice, Hopper. Uh, I guess you've got nothing else. So uh, they then go to the first match. It is the Rock and Roll Express versus Eric Long and Gary Phelps. Rock and Roll obviously get the win. Hopper, did you have anything from that? No. Uh, Doc, you? I did. Yeah, I liked it. They didn't win with the double drop kick. I like that when it's not always so predictable. Yeah, but it's just a pretty much nothing happening match. So, yeah. Well, I got to find something. Jesus, thanks for killing my joy, asshole. You're welcome. Rock and roll then come out and cut a promo. I've got the timestamp, but I've literally got no notes from it. So, I'll throw it to you first, Doc, to see if you had anything before I if we need to play it. Uh, I don't think you need to. I bet I can get you 75% of the way there. Uh, I bet you didn't know that rock and roll is not here to play. They're here to stay. You brought it up, not me. So I just want to put that out there. I'm I'm not the one uh, hating on Ricky, but go ahead. Proceed. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, (laughs) What else you got from it, Doc? Nothing. Harper, did you have anything else besides what Doc just said? No. We then go to a match. It is Dr. Death who defeats Alan Martin. And I just want to say the dubbed over music is pretty pathetic. Uh, God. Dude, what the fuck? Jesus. So let me, let me ask this question. I know this. Like, it's, I've, uh, it's ridiculous. Boomer Sooner, I mean, dude. No, no, yeah. no, no. No, do you know what he came out to actually back then? Either what? you. I'll tell you, but go ahead. Oh. What do you, do you know? I Any thought idea? it was Boomer Sooner. No, no. Doc, you really think that's your guess? Nope. Nope. Doc came out to, at that time, during this time period back then. I came out came, to what? He came out to Born in the USA. Oh, uh, my God. Yes. <laughs> that was, and the people would go nuts. I bet sure. they did, bro. They're like Reaganomics. Yeah. It's an anti-Reagan song nuts. that people who liked, it's an anti-Reagan song that people who liked Reagan loved. Yeah. Jesus. Like, if you if you really if you really listen to the lyrics, yes, <laughs> that's what I was about to say, Hopper. Go ahead. You know that was supposed to be a uh, an instrumental on the Nebraska album, but they decided not to put it on that one, and they put it you on just Born in the USA. Mike, oh Mike, Mike has no idea about Nebraska. Well, I don't Some know what Nebraska listeners. is, but I mean, I bet it's... Denim. I bet Denim. I mean, I know about Nebraska, <laughs> but. I tell you who you are. I figured out that fake Mike Mills is you. 
<laughs> because that motherfucker posted. We're back here. That motherfucker posted last Thursday night. That asshole posted uh, that the Eagles and Giants game was bullshit, and cheering from either one of those teams or something like that was painful. That's you, motherfucker. I know it's you. Don't fucking lie no more. It's fine. I see how it is. <laughs> see, he's laughing. Yeah. That that's that fucking Doc. I know it is. No one would post that but you. <laughs> What are you laughing at? Oh, it's funny how worked up you are over nothing. I'm dead. I don't give two shits. I think that I think it's funny. Fuck that earlier this. I'm not not fake you, but I think but I think you're fake you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, back to Doctor Death. Yes, uh, born in the USA. You are right, Hopper. If you listen to the actual lyrics, that. Yeah, it's a poor bassett that like went to Vietnam and he comes back and he can't find a job. Yeah, he gets he's just fucked yeah. for life. Pretty pretty, yeah. pretty pathetic. Um, so uh, but then after that after that Doc comes out and cuts a promo and there's nothing memorable from it, but I do want to play it simply because it's his first time on uh on Saturday night. You always remember your first. Is that right? Here it is. We are very happy and proud to have one of the greatest athletes in the world with us, Dr. Death, Steve Williams. How's the arm doing? It looks great. We understand the cast will be coming out very soon. Well, Tony, let me say one thing. It's great to be our superstation, Jim Crocker's promotion. You know, in 30 minutes, I'm going to see the good doctor. He's going to check out the last x-ray. But the main thing I'm really thinking about is tonight. Home sweet home. Oklahoma. Back where Barry Switzer is. Back home, the UWF World Heavyweight Championship. That's my turn. I've been waiting a long time, Tony. I've been going around and around and around. I'm tired of going around. I'm going straight ahead. Big Bubba Rogers in Oklahoma City, my hometown. You and me, head up, and I'm going to come out as the winner. You know something? That's my main, main, my mind's on the main thing, the UWF World Heavyweight title. Now, there is some great champions. Ric Flair. You know, there's a lot of them out there, Tony, but the one what's in my mind right now and the one I've been working for is that UWF heavyweight, world heavyweight championship belt. And that's going to look awful pretty on my big old chest around my belly right there because, Bubba, we know you can't wear the belt. So I'm going to be the man who's going to be proud to wear that belt all over the United States. You know, Tony, it's what an atmosphere here. You can see the people, hear the people. You can hear them. They're chanting Dr. Death. July 11th. Tonight is the big night. And they're going to be screaming and hollering. All you'll be able to hear is Dr. Death. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Ron Simmons back with us. time, man. Great. Hey, you people talking about an athlete, let me tell you something. I've competed against this man in college on the playing field before. Let me tell you, this is a competitor in every sense of the word. And, brother, I told him before, it's going to take more than an injury of this nature to hold you down. And I can tell you another thing. I know tonight is your night. Woo. And believe me, you look fit to be a champion to me. Thanks, you can, If you need me for anything in any way, just let me know. Hey, thanks a lot, you got Ron. It, brother. That's the man I can count on, Tony. I'll have somebody watching my back. Ron Simmons, good to see you. And Dr. Death, Steve Williams with us. Let's go back to the ring, man. Uh, Doc, I want to throw it to you first because you're not the most, I don't know. What's your familiarity with Dr. Death? Watch it. That? Just watch it, okay? How about what? that? What's your what's your familiarity with Doctor Death before before? Apparently, more than you think it is. Okay, I'm asked. That's why I'm at. 
Here's the thing, man. I ask a fucking question, and you, you're like, apparently, what do you think it is? My Shut my up. fucking opinion is going to be slightly biased, and I'm going to have some thoughts on it. Dude, he's a big bastard. Yeah, he is. He cuts an imposing figure. He's got that dark hair, that dark face. And guess what? If they'd have cut him off about a minute short, that would have been a just fine promo. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. And I know there's some, he didn't talk great all the time, but there was nothing wrong when he came out and said it was perfectly solid, especially when he's that big of a bastard to go with it. I'm going to say big old bastard because that's what Pritchard says, and if they're going to steal our shit, we'll just steal theirs. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. But, uh, but man, I thought that was good. He, the only thing I didn't like is he said there's a lot of champions around here, and then he only named Ric Flair. So, you know, it's like you said champions, not champion. But that's that's minor stuff. Dude, he's a big name in the promotion now. And, oh. and you notice how they didn't say it's because they bought UWF, though. And they already, they've already purchased it, right? Oh, it's months so. ago yeah. at this point. The purchase was right. in April. But hey, man, it's fresh faces. This is going to work out well for everybody, right? Infusion of talent. Sure thing. People pal. hungry to make their mark. What could go <laughs> yeah. wrong? Hopper, what did what did you think about Doctor Death right there? I think he looks like a jacked up Bob Seger. <laughs> <laughs> what are you like a rock? <laughs> um, you know what? But I did like when he says. I'm tired of going around. Now I'm going straight. Hey, I ain't going north. I ain't going east. I ain't going west. I, was, I thought about Tracy when I heard that. Yeah. I'm going north and south. Like a so, duke, duck on a June bug. This, See ya. What you want to be ya. This, is, uh, this time period actually is very memorable for me because I remember him training and doing all this stuff in UWF. And they really, really built him up as a, as a freaking. Yeah, I've seen him in a dome, I think. Oh, yeah, a lot of yeah they, of built, they built him up big time back then. Uh, Watts Watts was. And I like I don't want to make people angry. I never thought his promos were all that good. But from the age I was, from the time I saw him, and, and I watched him grow from uh, basically, if you ever see some, one of his first matches in like 82 Mid-South versus now, he was like this. He was a big guy, but he, he was not thick and muscular like he is now uh you really see him grow not only in in size and stature but his ability uh i just think like promo wise when he kept it short it was good but if it if it went on too long it just it, it never worked for me with him uh i wasn't the biggest dr death fan but i mean he he was over like a some bitch though i'll tell you that much he was over big time uh, i thought this was fine i i hate to agree with you doc but it was a little long uh you could tell they weren't wrapping him up, so he just kept talking because he kept looking over. Yeah, you can see him looking for the time cue, and, and he—it's kind of funny now that you think about it. But then he looks back, and he's like, oh, uh, "Ron Simmons is probably back there drinking beer and missed his cue. damn, God, <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn, yeah." All right, so after Doctor Death, we got Bugsy McGraw, one of Doc's old, old folks from World Class. Uh, he defeats Dexter Westcott. Uh, Bugsy was a weird dude in the ring, and yeah. Harper, let me ask you about Bugsy. I don't know how much you remember about Bugsy. What, what did you think? I, I kind of, you know, I remember. I think he's a lot more George Steele than he is Jimmy Valent. Dude, he's a combination of. I've said this a while back. We were talking when we first did a world class show. He's a combination of George Steele and Eugene from WWE. Uh, that's true. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's not Jimmy Valley. He's a he's just a weird son of a gun. Uh, yeah. What else you had, Harper? That's it. Just he's just another one of those guys coming in. Yep. Doc, what you got? Man, so he was a guy that, from my recollection, was always split in time between Florida and Dallas. So we got to see quite a bit of him in world class in the early 80s. And, I mean, what you saw tonight was exactly his shtick back then. Same and, shit. You know, yeah. And I got a – except he had longer hair, like bushier hair and stuff. Looked more like a early 80s dirt bag, which is fine. I always had a soft spot for him because when I first saw him, I was like seven, eight years old. I was like, dude, he's kooky, and I'm a little kid. So I've always had a soft spot for him. I mean, at best, he's a poor man's boogie. boogie. I mean, come on. But even Crockett said, I'd like to see them tag team and shit. So, But I, again, it's somebody we haven't seen on the program a year and a half after starting, almost two years in, that was a name we know that we haven't seen before, and that's still the fun of territory wrestling, is that we've seen Dr. Death, Ron Simmons is new, Bugsy's in. That's great. He's definitely for the kids, the gimmick. Yeah. We got yeah, all these. We got the all kids love them. We got all And, man, my thing was I was sitting there watching this show going – you got some hot ass angles. You got some new people coming in. Man, the promotion must be doing well. And then you just read Death of the Territories, and it's like somebody, Vince was like, came in and stuck a vacuum cleaner into Crockett's bank account and just sucked out all the money. Bruh, can you stop with the spoilers, man? I mean, I, I want to yeah. read it. Fuck, man. You're ruining it for me. I got this thing in my mind that the territories make it and. Jim Crockett Promotions ends up being on top of the world. We're mm. we're not watching WWE Network right now. We're watching Crockett Promotions Network. I'm watching the, the Pellies. Don't tell me I'm freaking recording it. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, watching the Dodgers. Uh, what's the score for the Dodgers, Hopper? It's game five, it's, everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's five to one. This is okay. It's still five. Over. Okay, it was yeah. that's what it was when I when we started. All right. Let's go now to our next promo. We got JJ, Doc Journey, and the Four Horsemen out there. I'll split this thing up in, into a couple of different parts because uh, it's, uh, it's about three different parts. So here's the first part of it. We are back. James J. Dill and Doc Journey and the Four Horsemen and the results of war. July 4th at the Omni. There a lot of people that were in the Omni on July 4th are probably a little bit surprised to see the Four Horsemen once again united on their television screen. Because a first in professional wrestling has come to pass, but what disappoints me a little bit is that absolutely nothing has been settled. Because I realize now that I, James J. Dillon, the administrator of the Four Horsemen, had no business being in a heavy, heavy situation like the War Games and the Match Beyond like I got myself into. I got emotionally involved in the mystique of something that comes along once in a lifetime, and I don't care what your professional sport might be. And I'm talking about the Four Horsemen, and I'm talking about professional wrestling. But that's all history. I got into the situation, and I didn't know how to get out of it. And what happened was the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, and Paul Ellering, I now realize, are running in fear of the Four Horsemen and that mystique because they singled me out. A man that's in the shadow of my career, 
fact, I don't even regard myself as a wrestler anymore. I am an administrator. But they singled me out. And most importantly, I know in my mind that they deliberately tried to snuff me out. And what has happened is it didn't work. And as painful as it is for me to relive this moment, I want to go back now and share with the world just what the Legion of Doom tried to do to me. Take a look at the tape, fans. All right, so this J.J. talking about he shouldn't even been in a cage to begin with, and then they show his uh, shoulder injury. Uh, Harper, do you have anything from that part before I continue with the promo? He, it's, he all seems, it, it all seems very honest. You know, he's like, hey, why y'all going to pick on me? I'm the old guy here. Fuck. Yeah, he ain't lying, bro. I mean, right. Those two big bastards got him up for their move, and he comes out with. He felt, he felt like a wet sack of shit too, even in slow motion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty damn bad <laughs> what happened to him. Um, Doc, anything else before I keep going? I've heard him say on that snoozer of a podcast of his that that he can't, he can't raise his arm or straighten that shit out or whatever it is, man. It fucked him up for life. Yeah. All right, well, let's keep going uh, to the second part of it. There's three different parts. Here it is. What an awesome moment in professional wrestling. I know. What an awesome moment as you stand over here and you get in front of that camera with me because you see, it's a little more difficult for me to swallow this than maybe the rest of the public because you see, I've been a winner my entire life and we represent the four greatest wrestlers in the world today. And this pal is the greatest mind in our business. So what I'm doing is I'm talking to the Road Warriors, and I'm talking to Rhodes, and I'm talking to Nikita Koloff. What you got is another 25 days of hell to live. Because let me tell you something. We've got a situation come up because there was a clause in that contract that says it could be a return match. And I'm not so sure the match should ever have taken place in the first place. And when I laid in the Charlotte Orthopedic Center and I looked up at Dr. Samoita and gazed around the room and saw each and every one of your faces, I knew that they had something here that even the road warriors, Dusty Rhodes and Nikita Koloff, no one could be destroyed. I owe something to you for standing behind me. And in Miami, on the 31st, I've got something that's going to fill that void. And let's take a look. You'll see just what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, stop there real quick. Doc, you got any thoughts as JJ throws it over to what we're about to see? I like how they went from, like, down in the dumps to, like, they're about to get back up. Yeah, we're back. But uh, you know, Rick is right, man. He ain't here to lose. It was some bullshit. Harper, anything else uh, before I go to JJ right here with his mask guy? Yeah, Rick's like, bro, we didn't come here to fucking lose this shit. You yeah. think we're down, but we're, we're, but we're not out of this shit. Yeah. All right, let's go from uh, where we were to now JJ, who is sitting down, and behind him is a large man with a mask. I think everybody knows who it is. We'll talk. Who, about who it could after. it be? Who is that? <laughs> here it who is. was it? A new chapter was written in the wrestling history books on July 4th, 1987 at the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. It was called The War Games and The Match Beyond, something that I realize now was of a level of violence that it never should have ever taken place in the first place. 
I got out there and got wrapped in what was coming on, signed my name and got in the ring in what was the most horrifying mistake of my career. My tendons and ligaments in my shoulder, which was separated, are torn possibly beyond repair. My career, as limited as it was, is probably ended forever. But in that contract in Atlanta was a clause for a rematch. Again, a match that maybe should never take place, but it will take place in Miami on July 31st. Well, my injury has created a void. And I've filled voids before, and I'm going to fill a void this time, like the superpowers, Dusty Rhodes and Nikita Koloff, like the road warriors of Paul Ellering had never, ever figured upon. I want you to gaze over my shoulder at the void I have filled, who will enter the war games, who will enter the match beyond in the two-ring cage in Miami on July 31st. You're looking at six foot, nine inches, 437 pounds of the war machine. I will get my revenge in Miami. All right, Harper, you asked before we went to, before I played it, who that was. I'll give you one yeah. guess. Uh, Who's big like that? Who 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 is shaped just like that dude? In, in uh, Crockett? Yes. It's not, uh, is it Big Bubba? No. It's big, yes, that's Bubba. Oh, fuck. I, I thought it was Bubba. And here's a funny God story. So I've heard Cornette say this a few times. They, they, this is, Doc, you always like to talk about the dysfunctional aspect of stuff. Instead of just putting a big dude under a hood and then shooting that, they literally flew Bubba from what I believe, from, I think Cornette said, from Oklahoma to the studio to shoot this and then flew Bubba back that exact same day so he could compete against Dr. Death for the UWF title. You remember hearing that, well, Doc? Yeah, something like that. That whole thing screams dusty, doesn't it? Private planes, baby. JCP corporate jet, baby. Let me tell you about, about what, what's the line Cornette always says. Next year at the time, we're going to be making major motion pieces, baby. <laughs> uh, it does scream dusty, but go ahead, Doc. I don't know. You don't know about First what? of all, the war it's machine? Him. Yeah, it's Bubba, so <laughs> that's can tell, man. Yeah. It's so obvious. <laughs> it's a one-time thing, huh? Man, that'd have been better that'd have been better off to pull Nikita out and have it be four on four. Or pull Ellering out and have it right. be four on four. It's a good point, Doc. But then they had to change the rules. So? I don't know, man. Bro, I'm not trying to get any logic to this. This is mm. We love our old Southern wrestling, but uh, <laughs> big bubba behind that mask. Come on, man. <laughs> they flew him from Oklahoma to Atlanta to shoot this video with him behind JJ, where he doesn't say a word and just standing there with a mask on. <laughs> there with his dick in his hand. Oh my God! I mean, That's I'm true, sorry. huh? Like, I'm sorry. Like. Just stand here. All right, see you later. I mean, <laughs> just think about that guy. <laughs> he's just standing there. I mean, he doesn't say a word. It's like they didn't need him And there. he's still young in the business, so he's good in the ring, but he's awkward just standing there. Well, he's just, I mean, 
<sighs> All right, let, let's go to the last part of this because Ric Flair is about to turn into crazy Rick, I think. Or, or mild Rick, I should say, compared to last week when he was talking about a film crew and banging Precious. Here it is. Well, he is squeezing some titties here. I guess. Here it is. Of the war machine, I will get my revenge in Miami. In Miami. Alrighty, I know more than told you that he was the mastermind, that he's let the cat out of the bag now. We got more ammunition, and we're going to be in Miami. But between now and Miami, there's Greensboro tonight, and Precious, ha-ha, you're going to be mine. And then we're going to Charlotte, and then Charlotte, Tully Blanchard, not only takes the hundred grand, he gets rid of Dusty Rhodes. And let me tell you something, Barry Windham, if you think you... And that barbed wire can keep the Delta Task Force out of that ring. You're sadly mistaken. And then you know what? It's Charlotte, Road Warrior Hawk. You're all mine. The animal's not beside you. It's you and me, Hawk. And we're going to find out just how bad an apple you are all alone. Then we'll go to Chicago. And Lex is going to take Road Warrior Hawk. I'm taking the animal. TV is taking a dream. And we're taking all the money, all the glory, all the notoriety. And then it's Dallas, San Antonio. Woo! In other words, what I'm telling the wrestling public is you're looking at the greatest thing in wrestling today. And the only question. It's in our life, day in and day out, and what's causing all this? Yeah. Woo! The horseman <laughs> set for July 31st in the Irish Bowl. We'll be back. I love what Rick did. What's causing all this? Woo! <laughs> back Doc, on top. Yeah, yeah, what you got, Doc? How quickly that all of the fortune has changed. Things things are back the way they ought to be, right? I guess, yeah. Well, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here except Rick gesturing like he's going to be grabbing Precious's top ties. He was he was playing air titties. That's yeah, all. It, he's playing air titties. When's he going to get that? Soon. <laughs> Good. <laughs> when's he going to get what, Hopper? Uh, Precious. Whenever yeah. he wants. He's Ooh, the champ. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just wait. Just. <laughs> I he doesn't know. I he doesn't know about this angle, does he? I don't. No. Yeah. Not, no. Yeah. I know what happens with the, okay in the room and okay. But, yeah. Harper, I, I'm still looking forward to your reaction to something yeah. JJ does. In the room. <laughs> and I, I was I, I teased it on the Facebook group. I, I cannot wait for your reaction to that. So don't don't say anything now. Uh, you got to stay tuned, I did everybody. See it. Because I remember listening to uh, JJ's podcast, you know, a while ago. I don't know how long ago it was. He brought it up and I watched it. I was like, look at this shit, man. What the fuck? <laughs> no, say no more. Say no more. <laughs> we will We'll get there. But uh, the next matchup is Barry Windham defeating Clement Fields. Uh, and then that is followed by Jim Garvin, Ron Garvin, and Precious. Uh, Doc, anything from uh, Barry Windham and Clement Fields? Mm-mm. Okay. Clement Fields, God, what kind of name is that, huh? Oh, Jesus. awful! He sounds like a fucking uh, like a like in a horror movie, like the Legend of Clement Fields. Stay off my land or something. 
<laughs> okay. You know? uh, let's go now to Jim Garvin, Ron Garvin, and Precious. Uh, here it is. We talked about tonight being a very big night for a lot of people. I know where these three at gigantic night in Greensboro. Let me tell you something, Tony Schiavone and the rest of the world. The whole month of July has been great. Ronnie Garvin, myself, and Squeeze have been traveling the country from San Francisco, New York City, and Miami Beach. We've seen it all. We'd like to thank all the people that's made our travels very comfortable. And there's one individual that's not going to be very comfortable, and his name is Ric Flair. And you're right, it's going to happen in a couple of hours. Well, the fact is this, Tony, how much longer could it go on? Ask yourself that. How much longer could a man like myself come out here and stand to hear some low-life trash like Ric Flair that don't have anything? He don't have anything that he hasn't bought. Everything he has has a price tag on it. Well, now, all of a sudden, Mr. Loverboy, the sickest pervert in the country himself, he gets eyes for my squeeze. And he thinks all of a sudden he's going to slap gorgeous Jimmy Garvin around. Well, let me tell you something, Ric Flair. Don't let this pretty face fool you, pal. My brother Ronnie Garvin's been talking to me. The American Dream's been talking to me. Mary Wyndham's been talking to me. The Rock and Roll Express has been talking to me. The world has been talking to me. I've been getting letters and cards and telegrams from all over the country. People telling me to be careful of this and to be careful of that and to watch James J. Dillon and to watch Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard and the rest of the thugs that the big tough man travels around with. Well, the fact is this, Ric Flair, in just a few short hours, probably, the party's gonna be over. I'm taking your gold and my woman, and let me say that again, my woman home with me, because there's no way in hell, Pally, you're gonna take a good man's woman. And there's no way that Precious is gonna have any kind of a dream date with you. It's a complete impossibility. Greensboro's gonna be the place. My brother Ronnie's had me up at six o'clock every morning, training, 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 and I'm ready. If I've ever been ready for anything before, Pally, I'm ready for you, Ric Flair, and I'm gonna take great pride in breaking every one of them fingers that goes like this, and I'm gonna knock all your teeth down your throat, and then I'm gonna save my energy for that last big punch, and it's gonna take a big punch, too, because I'm gonna break that big nose all over your face. Ronnie, what do you, Ronnie, what do you think about that tonight? What do I think? I'm gonna tell you something. Six o'clock in the morning for the last few weeks, I had him running backwards in the sand. I had him climb mountains. I had him do squats, push-ups, till he turned blue in the face, and I kept kicking him and said, get up and do some more. And he's done it. He's passed the test, the ultimate. And I'm gonna tell you, Ric Flair, I personally wrestled you. I know what you're capable of. My brother is gonna take you to the limit. He's gonna beat you, and you can bet your sweet fire that he's gonna take it. He's gonna take the gold. I'm gonna be there to watch it. So is the whole world, and it's gonna be filmed, and we're gonna show it to the world. What Jimmy Garvin, and you think you're gonna embarrass the Garvins? Never! Never you will embarrass the Garvins, and you'll never get precious over Jimmy Garvin's dead body, you will. Fans, we'll be back right after this. Oh, it was long, but I actually thought it was good. I thought Jim Garvin especially. I thought he was good. But uh, please tell me, uh, do y'all want to talk about the promo or the meme that he just got from What me? kind of filth is going on over there in this Facebook group? <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> Offer, look at your phone. <laughs> K- 
Keith Bauer what? from the Keith Bauer from the Facebook group. Uh, just, oh, you just text me? Okay. Look at your phone. Oh, fight. I didn't like the promo that much. I didn't dislike it. It just didn't turn my crank. So oh, um, okay. he said Pally three times. He sure did. Yeah. All right. So while Harper's figuring out how to check that meme out on his phone, uh, the Freebirds come out and they, the Freebirds is in all three, Buddy, Hayes, and Gordy, defeat Larry Stevens, Cougar J, and David Isley. Uh, Doc, any thoughts uh, yeah. on, on this? Yeah. Did you see Isley try to cross body Gordy? Yeah. <laughs> and Gordy didn't expect it, and then they they just started calling comment. They did shoot commentary on it, dude. Uh, you don't have a timestamp, do you? No. And then he dropped Cougar J just straight on his head later in the match. Gordy didn't give a fuck. He was pissed. Good match, man. I love the Freebirds. Well, yeah. yeah. They, they Fantasia, pal. They are real, bruh. As real as a southern, They are southern wrestling at its best. I, I'm looking at Gordy right now. He just dropped an elbow on the back of Isley. Yeah, he drops, he drops some serious elbows on Dude, that motherfucker. Dude, he's dropping what? bombs on him right now. The bombs were dropping from Freebird Mountain. Yeah. Okay, Harper, did you see the meme now? No, my phone's fucking retarded. Okay, that's what? nice. To, that's great. Yeah. Uh his phone's having problems, I guess. It's, I don't mind used to do that shit. If you text message me and it's in a group message, for whatever reason, it, it wouldn't come through. I have no clue. Uh, so, I hear you. Well, let's... Um, anything else from the match, Hopper, before I go to the uh, Freebirds promo? No, just uh, like what Doc said when he went for the fucking flying crossbody and he fucked it up. I'm, I'm thinking, man, this guy's fucked. He needs to just tag out now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tag out, <laughs> tag out, Brad, before you die. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is is, uh, is is what I was thinking. Absolutely. All right, let's go to the Freebirds. Here's their promo. And the Omni, a big night for everybody. Freebird Michael Hayes, along with the fabulous Freebirds, a big night. That's right, Tony. You know the Freebirds have been having a whole lot of fun and a whole lot of partying, which is right down our aisle, right down our lane. Bad Street in all the bashes, and it's going to continue in Chicago, in Greensboro, in Charlotte, in our hotel room. <laughs> but I want you to know something. The Freebirds have been very fortunate in our illustrious career. We've been able to do a lot of things. I'm talking about my main brother, 285 pounds of walking, talking, romping, stomping, graveyard destruction, Jerry Bam Bam Gordon, mother, brother, buddy, Jack Roberts. Everybody knows he's the cheapest. He's the low-downest. He's the meanest son of a gun in wrestling. And Michael P.S. Hayes, born purely sexy, that's the way I will die, is purely sexy. But you know, of all the titles we've had, when we first started wrestling, they said they can't do it, we did it. When we come out with an album, they said they couldn't do it, we did it. They said we couldn't do a rock and roll concert, we damn sure did it, right here at home. There's one thing that I want. One thing, man. I want that world heavyweight title. I want that NWA World Heavyweight title. My brothers want me to get it, and I don't care if it be Ric Flair or if Jimmy Garvin beats him. Whichever one, you're going to have to deal with me. Hey, Michael. Hey, we want to be a smash in the All-American bashes all around the country, and we want to prove to the people that the Freebirds just might be the best family in professional wrestling today. And I'm talking about the Warriors, and I'm talking about the Four Horsemen. 
There's no doubt about that, Tony. You know, this is what everybody's talking about. They're talking about the great American bashes. And let me tell you something. If everybody's talking about it, you can bet that the Freebirds are going to be out there kicking somebody's butt. You know something else, Tony? That other night after the war games, after the concert in the Omni, little girl come up to P.S. She said, P.S., what are you going to do when you get old, blue, and gray? And I said, baby, by that time, I'm going to be in my prime, and I'm going to strut like a cock until I'm 99. The fabulous Freebirds fans. Let's go back to the room. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Living the dream, brother. Living, Living the, dream, the dream, brother. Uh, how glad were you all when Hayes didn't say talking, stomping, jip jive, and socializing? He actually switched it up. He cut it like he's supposed to. Yes. He knows what he's doing. Yes. He's up there in the hotel rooms. Wherever they go, they're bad, man. They got a rap. What else you got, uh, Doc? Dude, he's born purely sexy. He's talking to the ladies, damn sure put on a concert and a, put out an album. And then out of nowhere, he takes a left turn and says, I want some, I want the heavyweight championship of the world, man. I mean, Michael Hayes was a lot of things, but he wasn't ever considered for that shit. <laughs> he got balls. Yeah, no, huh? That's why well, I'm that's, talking that's about it like a, it's real. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> now we do it. No, I thought that was fantastic dude i i need more free birds in the three man incarn this this three man grouping and it's just this isn't gonna last long enough for me boy I, I i love listening to gordy harper what did you have from it i look gordy yeah. and hayes are just phenomenal dude yeah phenomenal yeah, yeah gordon and fucking michael psa's is fucking great i mean when you go back and watch all the old free bird stuff from world class though it was always Gordy was Gordy was always the. I mean, he, he to me he could always cut a promo, and, and Hayes could too. But um, bruh, Buddy played his part to a T too, because he'd be flopping around that ring like a fucking fish. It, it it was it's comical when you watch it now, it, just to watch him bump and sell for people. But uh, they all played their roles well. I mean, they, they it, it was it was well distributed the roles they played and, and what made them successful. It was just good stuff. Uh, anything else, Hopper? No, it was fucking great. Yeah, I want to was... see what it, see, see where this goes. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. Why, dude? We're in the last. We're in the last. Maybe I should. Don't tell me. Mike, would you say that we're in the last real strong year of Crockett? I mean, I of, this, so. of Saturday night? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I think So that means as I mean, things are coming, as we're flying through this year, things the wheels are going to start wobbling a bit here, you know? When like, does it, go, there's when does it change from the studio to, uh, you know, the shitty... What's that, like 92, 91? Okay. No, right, they Mike? they get they they leave the studio before that. I, at least, let me say this: I think I remember seeing stuff in '89 that wasn't in the studio. Maybe yeah, I'm. We'll maybe worry I'm about getting, that. We'll worry about that in 2020. Maybe I'm getting a, yeah. We'll, we will worry about that. But, but no, Doc's got a point, man. I don't know, man. Once you get past '88. It's oh, 87. It's you start fun. leaning on the varsity club as a strong act. I mean, it's not terrible. Right. You're propping, but when you're propping that up as the go-to, 
The thing is, the thing is, we'll get to stuff. The problem I always say with like Beyond eighty seven is there's good shit in there. It's just fucking. It's like it's sporadic. It's ruined by. Is it ruined by Sting? I think no. Here's here's what it is. Like it's like a it's like a big turd, and inside the turd, there's like gold nuggets, and the gold nuggets are worth a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. So here's. Let me read this because nobody will remember I read this when we get there. But here's May 27th, 89, the synopsis on the network. On a night where the Samoan SWAT team looks to advance in the World Tag Team Tournament by taking on Ron Simmons and Ranger Ross. Oh, God. Jim Cornette makes a big announcement regarding his Midnight Express and their claim to the gold, plus an update on World Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair injuries the great muda competes in an oriental torture match and much more i used to love the great muda man fuck yeah but ranger ross is on the description of the episode come on that's my point you got there's nuggets of gold in there and then there's like the other part you watch and you go what the hell am i watching and then after that it's pm news and c man van hammer yeah van hammer Bro, y'all, figures. y'all don't agree. Sullivan. Y'all don't agree with me, man. But there's a lot of shit in those episodes that you'll you'll look at, and some of it's so bad it would make for great podcasting content. Is it when, <laughs> is it when the Steiners forget this is a work? Well, no, I'm just saying it's kind of like Tim Horner. Tim Horner in Smoky Mountain is a train wreck. But when you, if you ask anybody who listens to the Smoky Mountain show, some of the best moments they'll go when you three bastards were laughing at Tim Horner. Oh, so we got some good comedy shit coming. <laughs> if we if we go into eighty, yeah, I'm looking at this episode that I just you. talked. About. I'm just talking about this episode right here. They're in a studio. They're not in the studio, pal. See, that's what I thought. They're not. That's that's what I it thought. It looks it looks low rent though. Yeah. All right, Doc. Uh, I, in in the background, uh, I just watched uh, Ron Simmons defeat Tommy Angel, and then I Bugsy McGraw is out here cutting a promo, but I don't have any notes from it. Uh, did you? It's all over the place, dude. Yeah, it's nothing else. Uh, so we'll keep going. Because uh, up next, we do have Dusty Rhodes, and he's going to come out here, and he's got a promo to cut. So let's go to that right now. Um, Harper, I wish you could. I wish you would have seen this part of the show. He's got to get up on Harper, man. Oh, what? my God. Dusty is wearing red sweatpants, it looked like. Are those wrestling pants or sweatpants? I think they're sweatpants. He's got... Let me describe it. He's got red sweatpants on with a drawstring. Um, oh, he's God. got a white a t-shirt white on t-shirt. with, I can't read the print in it. And he's got a, I guess, cream or cream colored. Did you call it cream, Doc? Sports coat? Sure. Oh, God. I got to see this. And, and, a a fuck, and he's got a pick in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let, let me play he it. Must um, got, he must have got some brown sugar this week after the war games, bruh. Let me play it. Here it is. It's a match a night without equal, and here he is, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Cody, let me tell you what it is. Where's that? Everybody come out here talking about how bad they are, how good looking they are, and how mean they are. I am the best looking man in show business. You know what I mean? I am the rap master. I'm going to start talking again. You know what I mean? I've been out to Las Vegas and found out 
that the women still love the American Dream Dusty Rhodes and the men are still scared to death of him. You know what I mean? Something happened in the wall game. Let me tell you, for one instant, J.J. Dillon and the Four Horsemen, me and Nikita Koloff now go way back, see. This chain was chosen. This bond between me and Nikita Koloff didn't just happen. It came about. It came about. He is the baddest human being on two feet. You understand what I'm saying? So we're a unit. The Warriors are a unit. Yeah, we are. The Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup defenders of a million dollars. So the war games took its toll. Tony Blanchard in Charlotte, North Carolina. Step out front of you. I want everybody to get a shot of my outfit. Get a shot of this outfit. Get that outfit down there. Get that. Jesus Christ. He's got white high tops. This was Taylor made for me. <laughs> Taylor made by Didiosa. You understand what I'm saying? That's what it is. Women love. Y'all love the American dream. That's the road. It's that the road hot. Yeah. The world game. The world game's hot. I'm hot. The world game's a sin business. People getting hurt. People getting knocked down. People doing concerts. People singing. People going crazy. But Dusty Rhodes and Kenny Kulop are the superpowers, the baddest men in the world. You try to put him down, Paul drive him. Let's take a look at that right now. I want to show you something right here. Take a look at what he's talking about. Take a look at the videotape. To the Lions, Dan. He's the only horseman in there with three men. All right, they, they break from that and show Nikita get pile-driven in the cage in war games. Doc, did you have any thoughts on that first part of Dusty's promo right there before they throw it to did, Nikita getting pile-driven? Did he driven? say he was the rat master at the beginning? I think so. <laughs> and it's an unsafe work environment if the Booker man's going to be out there talking about banging rats. <laughs> Hostile work environment, bro. You can't do that in 2018. And Harper, I know you didn't see his outfit, but if you did, you'd be like, what the fuck? Dude. Um, Harper must have took a piss. Uh, no, really? you know, I'm sitting here watching it right now. Okay. He didn't even shave. He and I, I think he's still drinking. Yeah, that's what I think. Because if you look at it, he doesn't have a clean shave. And you've never seen him have a 5 o'clock shadow fucking ever. So, just, you just think... Just like Dark Journey. <laughs> <laughs> you think he got bang, hammered the night before and is uh, just went straight to the studio? and? I mean, that's what I think. Uh, what do you make of his uh, of his uh, sports coat? Fuck. His he's got I the nineteen eighties white high tops on too. Yeah, they're, they're, they're Adidas <laughs> and, a, right. and a hair pick. I mean, where did he get the hair pick from? Uh, Dark Journey, yo, K-Mart. asshole. All right, let's keep going. Dusty's Dusty's not done. Here's the uh, here's the next part of his promo. Two times, I understand, even a third time. It was even a third time. You've seen Sid Bidman right up here with Sid Bidman. Two times. Two times. Well, I'm going to show you something, Daddy. I'm going to show you how bad Makita Kulov is. My main man. Daddy, right here. We're ready for the wild game. Let him go, baby. I'm right here. Just like my super brother said. I'm right here. You see, Tony? Two times I see a husband try to break my neck. Two times. But I'm right here. 
You see, I still, you, I'm champion. I'm still a champion. Yeah, I got the pain in my neck. My neck hurts. The doctor, he said, maybe you won't have to wear this brace again. I say, if I have to wear a brace again, okay. I knew the chance I'm going to take when I sign contract for a war game. All right, I, I, Doc just texted me and told me to end this. So, uh, Doc, yeah. what what uh, <laughs> what do you have? I didn't think I the didn't keto do, was bad there. I didn't do shit, man. I'm watching a uh, the Brow get taken off the court already. Don't play games how with me, bro. How many tendons can one man snap on one play? Don't don't play games with me. I'll give it. I don't know what the fuck he said. I don't really care. But the people got excited at Nikita, pal. These angles have people lathered up. The war games have people lathered up. It's the Great American Bash. Again, if you're just looking at what you see on TV, and in 1987, that's all you got. This promotion is is clicking, Jack. They are excited. I mean, this is they're, they're fired up. Hopper, do you have anything else from Dusty there or Nikita? Yeah, I mean, no. Fucking right. Nikita. <laughs> so he, he should have said, "If I got to wear a neck brace, one of y'all is going to have to wear one too." That's great. The next it is match... great. You motherfuckers better than his Russian ass. Okay. The next match, though, is uh, Jim Cornette comes out. He introduces the Midnight Express as they defeat Mike Jackson and Terry Jones. Doc, did you have anything from that? I don't even know that I watched that match. Wow. Um, it was kind of, I don't want to call it long, um, but. I, I do rem- I did because I remember um, Corny called Mike Jackson Young, and I <laughs> just as he did, his ball spot was like flapping around in the rain. So I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, the other part I was about to say before I play this last promo that closes out the show. Well, it doesn't actually close the show, but it's the last promo on the show. Uh, Cornette was on commentary during the entire match, and he never shut up the whole time. Um, ribbing Mike Jackson, just going off. So, all right, let's let's then go to promo. Uh, let's go to Cornette at the end with the Midnight Express. Jim Cornette, a very irate Jim yeah, Cornette. Yeah, exactly right. Now back up. The Midnight Express. Now let me say something. Everybody thought, no, Jim Cornette's not coming back. Well, let me tell you something. I don't care if they got to wheel me out to that ring in an iron lung, brother. I don't care if I got to crawl across the Sahara Desert on my belly with Shiites dogging my every step. Rock and roll, I'm coming after you. I intend for you to feel what I felt. See? First I had two crunches, now I got one. Pretty soon I'm gonna throw this dad away. I was gonna throw it away, but I'm gonna save him for you, Rock and Roll, because you're gonna need him. I'm gonna tell you something. Ever since the time the man climbed out of caves, they've done three things to preserve themselves. They've run for their life, they've swam for their life, or they've fought for their life. Well, when we get you in that ring, brother, you ain't gonna be able to run, and I ain't expecting no heavy rains, so you ain't gonna be doing no swimming. What you're gonna be doing, Rock and Roll, is fighting for your life, I guarantee you that. Because I intend for you to feel what I felt. When you look up and you see all those surgeons with all those masks over their faces. When you see those operating room lights bearing down on you. And when they take that black mask, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, and they put that over there. And you smell that smell and your head starts to go a little funny and it's swimming around. And you wonder just exactly when you're going to wake up or you wonder just exactly if you're going to wake up. I want you to experience that firsthand, brother. I don't want you to just listen to me tell you about it. I want you to feel that mask going down over your face, rock and roll, and that's exactly what's going to happen, and we're going to be the World Tag Team Champions, brother. Believe it. Okay, fans, let's go to the ring. In the ring now.
Is this Stop. where they cut the bitches off? Oh my god. <laughs> this ain't exactly a diva revolution, is it? This is not a revolution. Misty Blue versus Cat LaRue come out nope. there with about four oh, minutes ago. Man. I missed this. Fuck. Yeah, those two, those two bitches look like they should, would have been better off having a cigarette smoking contest. <laughs> um, well, Harper, what you didn't see is they get they literally start their match with about four and a half minutes of TV time. And they don't even finish it. They just cut them off and go, and they're off the air. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> the women got screwed on this one. Uh, Doc, thoughts on Cornette there? Man, I like the point where he makes about, like, you're going to think about it when you're on the table and they put that that anesthetic on you and you might not wake up. That's, I mean, that's, that's painting a real vivid, vivid picture of the kind of revenge that he's expecting to get. And they're going to wheel him out in, a, in, a, in an iron lung, of course. Yeah, I liked it. Harper, any thoughts from you? Yeah, I like that because when you think of how many promos has he shot on them, and you've never heard the same one. And this is one that we've never come close to hearing from him or from anyone when he describes the fucking medical procedures they're going to have to go through. At the fucking hospital. Yeah, he... Corny's good at being as original as he can each promo. Mm-hmm. And he, and he definitely was there. So, um, yeah. Uh, I thought that There's was There's no good. catchphrases. No. It's always new. Yeah, no catchphrases. You're absolutely right. All right, let's rate this thing. I, I'm going to give it an A. I thought this was really solid. I thought it was a good show. Real short, too. <laughs> Only an hour and four minutes. Uh, Doc, what are you giving it? It's like you don't like wrestling. Uh, that speak for yourself. What are you giving it? I I I agree with you. I mean, not on the rating, but on the show. This was a good show. It was solid. Um, it was an hour. Oh, back to that. That was great. Um, I like a lot of the angles that are going on right now. There's a lot of top performers in good spots. Nothing like overtly memorable happened in this episode, but it was really, really good. So for that, I'm gonna give it a B plus. She giving it Hopper. I'm gonna give it an A because I only watched half of it. Jesus Christ! <laughs> we gotta have a patron contest where you... I got an idea for a, a, a patron episode. Another one when we get to three hundred. Cause you, Mike, you said all these people like the broads, right? Like the broad episode or broad logic episode? Like y'all's women? Yeah. So the I got one, an idea. The one for... we did with Sasha and Mrs. Don? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all but one said they thought it was fine. Okay, so I got an idea for 300 five-star reviews. Okay, what's that? Harper's Mama. Harper's Mama ain't getting on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Mama Harper? Yeah. From like Mama's family. Yeah. yeah. We want her we want her on the show. No. <laughs> See? Yeah, she wouldn't do this. She... <laughs> okay. is she is she a serious woman? I guess, yeah. <laughs> She's an old Italian woman. She wouldn't do this shit. <laughs> Making me want it even more. All right. <laughs> Doc, who are you that, giving your that well now that we've put down the pesky B two revolution, we can get back to like not <laughs> taking no for an answer. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> oh what? god. 
Nothing. Uh, Doc, who um, who are you giving the Rolex to? This may surprise you. Man, I'm giving mine to purely sexy Michael Hayes for that <laughs> promo. That popped me. It was funny. Um, Harper, let me throw it to you. Who are you going to give yours to? I'll give mine to JJ for that promo you shot in, in the beginning. Man, JJ's been winning a lot of Rolexes lately. Yeah, no, huh? I'm going to agree with Hoffer. I'm going with JJ simply because he he wasn't lying. Everything he told was true. Why it's is true. he in there? He's, he's fucking he old. There? Why is he in there? And he got a little too excited, and, and he paid for it. And he <laughs> fell like a slug onto his fucking shoulder, and it was mm. all a shoot. <laughs> he really was hurt. Uh, I got to give it to JJ. So uh, so we got two A's, a B plus. JJ gets uh, Rolexes from two of us, and... Michael Hayes gets one as well. So there you go with that. Um, Doc, we I got something I got to play for y'all, but I need you to – you and Hopper talk about squirrel hunting or something else for a second while I pull it up. Um, Promo of the week, that is, I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were going to whip something out on us. I was a little yeah. there, there for a second. So, uh, Harper, uh, what, what have you been up with to uh, lately? What have you been Not- doing? I've been watching the Saints kick ass four and oh, one. Oh yeah, man. Cowboys are back on it too, man. This is a good time. Yeah, yeah. L- LSU, is. are you an LSU fan? Fuck yeah. You know Mike won't answer his phone during the LSU games. Oh yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. If you need him for some important business, he just he he's not available. I mean, don't you love Coach O? When you sound like go time. That got my. That got. That guy may look like a jackass, but he's he's turned that shit around, dude. He's turned chicken sh- uh, and salad from fucking what? yeah, the whole fucking chicken shit to chicken salad thing with fucking LSU. Uh, Coach O, for as bad as he was, because or... I was like, dude, this is so stupid. Give him this guy a fucking head coaching job. He's like the fourth guy. If you had to go like, with. Dude, that dude looks like some sort of fucking Tony Siragusa impersonator. Yes. <laughs> he looks like your uncle that's that's like at the Crawford's ball. It's like, yeah, but when you're getting married. Blah, blah, blah. Still hasn't that, quite that's got nice the, offer. He got the memo that the, that the N-word's not allowed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're an asshole. It's true, though. <laughs> uncle right. Eddie. Uncle Eddie. <laughs> um, let's do this. So, uh, promo of the week time. Uh, so, my phone blew up the other night doing Raw. And, again, uh, uh, on Tuesday, people telling me, you got to go watch the Bellas promo from Monday Night Raw. No, I don't. Well, yeah, really. <laughs> let me tell you. So, Harper's aware because he was at Mania he knows that Ronda is in Ronda Rousey's now in WWE and all this good stuff. I'm probably preaching to people out there know this. It's common knowledge. And the Bellas, uh, I haven't seen it, but they turned on Ronda either a week or two ago. So now did they do did they do a, a reverse scissor kick on her. I don't. I don't know. I couldn't tell you that. Now they're cutting a promo on each other, and um. I just got to say, Ronda Rousey took some real shit and threw it into a promo. And, and this is what this is what they need to do more of. Uh-oh. 
So here, I'm not going to play this whole thing because you know WWE, they, they'll turn something that should be three minutes into fucking... We'll be here until tomorrow. I get it. Right. So I'm going to play, though, the... The when it gets starts getting good, they've already been out there for like eight minutes at this point. Brie Bell has got the Brie Bell has got the mic in her hand, and um, she's gonna say something, and I think they throw it to Rhonda uh, right away. So here, here it is. I mean, come on, Rhonda. The word Bella has done more last week worldwide than you have your entire career here. You're welcome. I mean, Rhonda, we are the ground breakers. We have broken more barriers than you ever have. We have knocked down more doors. You don't even compare to us at all. Knock down doors. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Knock down doors. Here it comes. My entire career, I've been knocking down doors. I've knocked down doors in judo. I knocked down doors in strike force. I knocked down doors in the UFC. And now I'm knocking down doors here at home in the WWE. The only door you ever knocked down was the door to John Cena's bedroom. Hold on. There's more. eventually threw you out of that exact same door. All right, I'm going to stop it right uh, there. Um, the ending. The ending? It, I don't know. It seems, like, it seems like the timing's off. I guess it's just so scripted. Yeah, it, it's definitely scripted, but um, give them credit for taking some real-life shit and throwing it in there. Yeah, you should say, yeah, well, at least I don't look like a Tijuana prostitute, you Latina bitch. Mm-hmm. That would have been great. Uh, then they just start uh, fighting right uh, there. Har- Mr. Mr. Hardbody, our corporate partners do not appreciate that kind of... <laughs> God, that would have been perfect. And, and And furthermore, sir, where are the sleeves on your coat? They busted off. I, that so, doesn't do a damn thing for me. Those bitches don't. They're reading a script. Yeah. Rhonda's reading it too fast because she's nervous. Those bitches are catty, and I don't think they're exactly acting. Did, that does not make me want to watch. It, it, it makes me more happy with my decision to stay over in the vault on the <laughs> network. I, I didn't. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I didn't say it makes me want to watch every Monday night. I had a bunch of people go, oh, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll watch the promo. But, uh, man, I got to tell you, it's football season. Monday night football is taking my time up on a Monday night. That's And now just, basketball started, fact. man. I ain't trying to see no SmackDown or Raw. Yeah. Uh, but I did th- – I mean, I will give them credit for at least trying to weave in some real-life shit into a storyline. Uh, because... Man, they ought to put a Harper out there. Let him bust on some bitches. Man, that shit would go much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, 
Give Harper a sharpie where he can point out these girls' imperfections. On TV. <laughs> That'd be great, huh? <laughs> I can fi- let me fix raw. I'll fix this right now. This has to be bigger. And then I go to the brain and go, and this has to be bigger than that. <laughs> and what we're missing, and I can't mark that on here, is the lack of logic and common sense. But we'll worry about that in post-production. <laughs> See, I can, man, Harper and I can fix raw. Give us a whiteboard and 30 minutes, man. We'll sketch this shit out, Vince. God damn, I love it. <laughs> I used to, uh, a cornet line on a promo for the last Wildcat show. What'd you say? I called uh, Kojak a slide too good good Christian athletes. I said, Brian, all you got to do is watch fucking old school wrestling and you pick up all kinds of shit. <laughs> Gee, all the shit. answers are right there in the right. ancient scripts. They're right. I mean, it's <laughs> right there for the fucking test. All you got to do is fucking look at it. This is, they're in the ancient scrolls. Just open them up. But Hopper, no, you I'll, deal no, with I'd rather freaking... I'd rather fling somebody around with my cock. Yeah. Well. But he, you, Harper, he deals with he used to deal with that shit every single night at practice. They start talking about stuff, and he's like, "Bruh, y'all really think that shit started in the end of the '90s? It's been around since long before that." Uh, that's great. I hope that makes the the episode TV wise. That's uh, a yeah. two two good Christian athletes. Who'd you call, <laughs> who'd you say that to about? About uh. Edgerin Stone and uh, Kojak Sly. Two black dudes. That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> right. Edger, is his name Edgerin? Like yeah. an Edgerin James? Right. Edgerin Stone. That's a good name. That makes me want to see him wrestle more than... Um, He's got the look, man. He's, he does. He, he looks like he should be on Monday nights. And he's got a quality representation as his manager, so... Right. And he's a real athlete. He played football at, at fucking Nichols. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, he played for Nichols. I thought that wasn't a real university, Doc. Well, it isn't when you go there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a he he's a he's got a damn good look. I mean, I know he's only got a couple of years in now, but he's got a damn good look. Yeah. And with Harper's <laughs> leadership, you know he's destined for gold. Oh, bro, oh, yes. living a dream, brother. I always tell them, when we get some tag team belts, because we're taking that shit, too. We're taking all these fucking belts. All, what say, see, you can rip it off from this week. We're going to have all the belts and all the glory. And Great all player. the bitches. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Metairie broads at that. All right. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Hopper. I didn't mean to cut you off. Not as cool. All right, well, uh, real quick reminder before we get out of here, check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and uh, Mike Crockett. They do their thing every single Monday uh, on uh, just search WPAN or wrestling podcast about nothing uh, to give them a listen. Classic stuff and current stuff they cover. And then check out our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast run by Joe Murata and Michael Quinn as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional. But uh, thanks, Joe and Quinn, for all of your plugs. Uh, give them a listen if you uh, support us. Uh, check them out. Uh, really good stuff they do on an independent level as well. And I think that's all I got. Uh, go buy some T-shirts. Follow us on Twitter. Don't forget about the Facebook group. Doc, you got anything else before we get out of here? Oh, man. I'm watching this basketball game. Alvin Gentry. I got to tell you, Mike, I think he's called in the dirty hookers early in the season. Jesus Christ. He's you want to tell that- the people what you're talking about? 
So yeah. last year in the playoffs, when the when the Pellies went on their run, well, Mike no, and I b- before the playoffs, you started telling me about this. But go ahead. Well, we decided that you know, like in a horse race, the jockey goes to the whip. Well, you know, a, an NBA basketball coach can't do that, but he is in New Orleans. So we decided that he would call in the dirtiest of hookers. And we called him the Dirty Pussy Crew, the DPC at work, and that he was fueling the team's rise to the playoffs with Dirty Pussy Hookers. See, you fucked up the story because actually it started different than that. You I don't said, remember. That's what one, I remember to be true. You said quite one frank, night. Quite frankly, that's how I remember. Okay, Eric Bischoff. <laughs> you said one night while watching a Pelly's game, you said, bruh, is it just me, or does Alvin Gentry look like he's been in a bunch of dirty pussy lately? And I happen to be watching that game, and he looked so stressed. And this was after Boogie got hurt. His eyes were all pink. He looked like he had pink eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. He always yeah. has that look. He does. Right, right. Harper, say, say that again. He always looks like he's, like he's wore out. <laughs> so Doc <laughs> noticed it and said, Bruh. Your coach looks like he's been involved in uh, sleeping with some dirty pussy lately, and then it took on a life of its own. And then it was for the playoffs. Mike had him flying in dirty pussy like Stan Lane flying in his seafood and women. <laughs> the Smoky Mountains. Yeah, the, the, the deal was if Alvin... Never asked me to remember something that happened that long ago ever I, again. I okay, how about that? You have a... For a PhD, you have a terrible memory. You really. I'm do. good in I'm I'm good in the present time. That's about it. That's good. Harper, you got anything else before we get out of here? Let's get the hell out of here. All right, bro. We'll uh, hit the tagline and um, take us home. Fuck it, bitch.